Welcome to Heart Chats with Jessica, where we are having fun in Jesus. Join us today to hear an encouraging message to help you embrace your place and finish your race with joy and victory. And so I just want to kind of go over that with you guys today and to talk about how we handle the aftermath of everything that's going on in our world and in our country with the global pandemic, with the violence, with the civil unrest, with all that's happening in our country, with this um, transition of power and, and all these things that have people unsettled and you know, agitated or um, depressed, distressed, all those things. So we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. But I want us to look at that passage of scripture because I believe that it really has some bearing on this season that we're in, in the world and in our nation and in the church and, um, you know, we shouldn't be fearful of those things, but I want us to look at it so that we can have a better understanding of what's going on. So I'm going to start with verse one, but you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will, be, they will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted, and wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. They will pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like these. For they are the ones who worm their way into the hearts of vulnerable women, spending the night with those who are captured by their lusts and steeped in sin. They are always learning, but never discover the revelation knowledge of truth. History has given us an example of this with the Egyptian sorcerers, Janus and Jambres, who stood against Moses in their arrogance. So it will be in the last days with those who reject the faith, with their corrupt minds and arrogant hearts, standing against the truth of God. But they will not advance, for everyone will see their madness, just as they did with Janus and Jambres. But you, Timothy, have closely followed my example and the truth that I have imparted to you. You have modeled your life after the love and endurance I demonstrated in my ministry by not giving up. The faith I have, you now have. What I have hungered for in life has now become your longing as well. The patience I have with others, you now demonstrate. And the same persecutions and difficulties I have endured, 
you have also endured. Yes, you know all about what I had to suffer while in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. You are aware of all of the persecution I endured there, yet the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. For all who choose to live godly as worshipers of Jesus, the anointed one, will also experience persecution. But the evil men and sorcerers will progress from bad to worse, deceived and deceiving as they lead people further from the truth. Yet you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart, being assured by God that he's the one who has truly taught you all these things. Remember that you were taught from your childhood, from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the anointed one. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction to giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness then you will be God's servant fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you hallelujah i just love how that verse speaks today. That's what I love about the word of God is even though it was written thousands of years ago, uh, some parts even longer than that, praise God that when we look in it and we read it and we reflect, it speaks to us today. And not only that, it contains direction and instruction and, you know, um, truth. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was trying to look for that word. Truth that's timeless and applies to our daily lives 2,000 years later. Hallelujah. Don't you just love the word of God? And I love this passage of scripture, especially it has just been stirring in my heart over these past several months as, you know, things have been developing and I've seen shifts happening in the church, um, some unfortunate shifts that I've seen happen among people who, um, you know, walk with God, but it seems their walk has taken a different direction from the truth. And I've seen others whose hearts have aligned to the truth and to what God is speaking today. And so, you know, we have all these shifts happening in the church, especially in the American church. It's happening around the world, but I am speaking directly to, um, you know, what I'm seeing happen in my nation and in the church here. And, um, you know, as we look at Second Timothy chapter three, um, you know, he describes so much of what we see happening in this day and in this hour. And, you know, the temptation can be to become distraught. The temptation can be to become disillusioned with the truth and with the time that we're living in and oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to go on to heaven. You know, those are lies that people believe that, you know, it's gotten so bad here. I just want to be in heaven. 
No, you were called to be here for such a time as this. God called you to be in this place, in this hour, in this generation, not to look back at how much better it was, you know, during this decade and, you know, all those things. I mean, you know, yes, we can reflect on how good those times were, but God called you to be in this generation. Hallelujah. Praise God. He called you to be in this time because he knew he needed people. He needed people that would stand for the truth. He needed people that would stand and not waver during these dark hours that we find ourselves in. But he called you and ordained you for this season, for this hour, for this generation. So don't dare back off of that. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I want us to, you know, kind of look at this this passage of scripture. And we see here, Paul describes the time and the season and the generation that'll be those of the last days. And if you look at this, it is so descriptive of the time that we are living in now. Um, One thing that really sticks out in this talks about, you know, self-centered lovers of themselves. And I think about the time we are living in. We are living in the selfie generation. You know what I'm talking about. We are living in a generation that is obsessed with self. Now, there are some good things that have come out of that about taking better care of ourselves. But in all of that, we have almost become a narcissistic society. We have come become a society that is caught up with self, with self-love, but in a not an ungodly way, in an unbiblical way. And I love that we do have a focus on loving ourselves, you know, because we do in some capacity need to love ourselves. You can't be loathing yourself. You know, um, how can you love others if you just beat up on yourself all the time? Hello. But at the same time, we shouldn't be obsessed with ourselves and have an out of balance self-love that is selfish, that is narcissistic, that's sinful, that sees yourself as better than others. We don't want that. And You know, when I think about this generation we're in, we're in this selfie generation. We're in this self-centered generation. You know, these lovers of themselves. It is so descriptive of this season we're in. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join us next week as we continue this series on the aftermath um, and as we continue to investigate and look at what does the aftermath mean for the church? What does this time mean for us as a body of believers? What are we called to do during this time? I'll give you a clue. We are not called to sit around depressed and distressed, but we are called to live victoriously, full of joy, full of the life of God, and to be touching our country, our world, and our generation with the truth and the hope 
that is in the gospel that nothing else on this world can compare. Thank you and join us next week. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and check out more episodes for uplifting, timely words, as well as informative interviews with experts in various areas of life and ministry, all with the purpose to help you live a life you love with